Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. I'm going to get in the word tonight. I want to talk to you about honor. Everybody shout honor. honor. I think uh, it's really America's lost treasure. And I want to talk about that just a little and see the, the importance of it in our lives. Father, I thank you for this time tonight. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll speak life to every individual here, and me too, Lord. While I'm sharing tonight, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll reveal revelation knowledge to every individual here. And those that are watching online, bless them, Lord, I pray. Amen. You know, if I ask the question, what comes to your mind when you hear the word honor? Um, in our Western culture, we, we've all but, I, I think, lost the concept of what honor is. Uh, we live in a world that is popular to show dishonor. Entertainers, sports figures, perhaps most of the most egregious public displays of honors from our politicians. Men and women use the most vile, base, vulgar words in public during interviews in the halls of the Capitol building, during sessions of Congress towards other members of our government. I'm not going to dignify with any examples, but a generation ago, that wouldn't have been tolerated. They, uh, they'd been forced to resign from their office. Their, their vulgarity would not have been displayed on the news outlets. They'd, they'd have few supporters for their cause. But today, though, they're paraded in the predominantly godless news media as heroes, role models, and for all of us to look up to, and this is how we're supposed to behave. In our schools, the lack of honor with teachers and school administrators is outrageous. It doesn't stop there because what saturates society eventually creeps into the church. And that's why I want to focus on how we can keep that out of the church and out of your life and out of your family. Because here, here's what we have to understand. The church is not a subculture. Christianity is not a subculture of the culture. It is a counterculture. Now, now I know there are many churches that have become a subculture which means you're just you're, you're an extension of the culture. Jesus did not come to be an extension of the Roman culture. Uh, he came to bring, in fact, he didn't come to be an extension of the Pharisaical religious culture of the time. There, it wasn't the Romans who had him crucified, by the way. It, it was it was the it was the Jews. So Jesus brought a counterculture, and the church is to be a counterculture to any culture that's counter to Christ. See? And so as, as a group of people, what we have to do is guard ourselves to not be influenced and become part of a subculture of the culture itself and bring that in to the church family because what that does is it diminishes our impact to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Do you get that tonight? All right. Some time ago, I was asked by an attorney to mediate, serve as a mediator in a situation between two ministries. The reason he asked me is because I was uh, very acquainted with both ministries, uh, very acquainted. So when I contacted one of them, one of the pastors, it was a younger pastor and an older pastor. And uh, when I contacted the younger pastor, whom I'd known since he was a teenager, and began to address the issue with him with all the grace and wisdom that, that I could muster. His response to me was the most dishonoring, disrespectful, and verbally abusive conversation that I've ever had. 
And I worked in the underground coal mines for 12 years. I've had some conversations that were abusive, okay? Um, but I've never been spoken to in such a disrespectful, dishonoring manner as I had by this young pastor who, who, who has a sizable church. The lack of honor has opened the door to every vile behavior from the pit of hell. So what can we do about it? Well, first, we've got to have a clear biblical, spiritual, and intellectual understanding of what honor is and what God says about it. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines honor as high respect, great esteem, adherence to what is right, or to a conventional standard or conduct. Exodus 20, verse 12, one of the Ten Commandments says, Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, that, that's one of the Ten Commandments, and it is the first commandment in the Bible with promise. It's the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord God has given you. In other words, you have long life if you honor your father and your mother. Right. Now, some people say the Ten Commandments is old-fashioned. I would say they're well-fashioned. So why would God include honor your parents in the Ten Commandments? Because honor starts at home. That's where it starts. The foundation of society is the home. God created the home long before there was a church, a school, or a government. So let's look at a couple of things that honor brings in our lives and dishonor takes away. First of all, the power of God. Everybody say the power of God. Power. Dishonor takes away the power of God out of our life. Let me show you. Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 58. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables and he departed from there, when he had come to his own country, say that with me, his own country, he taught them in their synagogue and they were astonished and they said, where'd this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is his mother not Mary? His brothers are James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? Verse 57, so they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now look at verse 58. Now he did not do, everybody say did not do. Did not do. Many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And I can say it another way, because of their lack of honor. Because they dishonored him. Who are you? We, we know your mama. We know who your daddy is. We know your, your brothers and your sisters are here. We, we know all this. What, 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 you, want, you run off to rabbi school for a couple of years and come back. Who do you think you are? See, that's how they responded. They were offended at him. And, and really criticized him. They dishonored him. And because they dishonored him, it limited the power of God moving in their lives and in their area. See, whatever you honor is open to you. Whatever you dishonor will be closed to you. Now, I, I, I'm talking about in the church family now, you see. I, I, I really want to receive something from the Lord. Then honor the people around you. I know it sounds self-serving, but honor the pastors. Well, I'm smarter than they are. Okay, that's fine. You may be. I'm not the smartest person in my church. That's got nothing to do with honor, though. Okay. You may be more talented. 
You may be a better business person. You may have a lot more money. If you're not a pastor, you could very potentially have a lot more money. <laughs> but that, that, that doesn't have anything to do with the issue of honor. And, and you honor that position because then that opens up the power of God in your life. See, honor is like a code to open your phone. Anybody got a code on your phone? You know, you got to type your code in, you know. Without it, you cannot access the contents. It's only available to you when you have the right code. Honor is the right code to access the power of God in our lives. Matthew 10, 41 says, To he who receives a prophet, the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. What is that? That's the reciprocation of honor. You get the power of God in your life. Dishonor shuts out God's power in our lives. And this could be one of the main reasons that some people don't get their prayers answered. And, and they don't even realize it because they've been, they've been reculturalized by the culture that we live in to be, just, to be dishonorable. And it's just a habit. It, it develops as a habit in our lives. And as a result, we don't even realize that we're dishonoring people and we're shutting the door. We're, we don't have the code anymore to open up the phone. We, don't, we can't open up the blessings of God anymore. And we're frustrated and aggravated with God. And we don't understand, we don't understand why. It's because we've moved into a habit, a habitual action of dishonor. There was an example with Jesus and a young boy. He was left behind in Jerusalem when he was a little boy there during the feast of the Passover, and his parents found him. Why, why did you seek me, he said. Did you not know that I'm supposed to be about my father's business? And we've all heard that if you've been in church much and heard much preaching. But then in verse 51 in Luke 2, it says, Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and was subject to them. Now, he's 12 years old at this time. But he's, I mean, he could be a smart aleck, little 12-year-old, know-it-all, because he did know it all. <laughs> he was smarter than his parents. Okay? He's the Messiah. But it said, was subject to them. Notice the next verse. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That's a biblical example of honoring his parents, and then as a result, he increases in wisdom and stature, not only with God, but with men also. There's a story in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 12, about Moses and his sister Miriam and Aaron. And I'm not going to read all the scripture, but the story is that, that Moses married an Ethiopian woman. Now, this is a family problem, family squabble. Moses has gone into, in, into Egypt, let my people go. Ten plagues later, they come out. They get to the Red Sea, holds his staff out. They part on, on dry ground on the Red Sea. I mean, phenomenal, unheard of, super-duper-duper natural manifestations, uh, water out of a rock, turn water, water, bitter water sweet. I mean, just miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. But then he marries somebody that his big sister doesn't like. Yeah. So she gets Aaron together, older brother, and comes to him and says, you think you're the only one that God speaks to? Verse 2, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not also spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now what did she do? She attacked his position with, with God and his position as the leader of Israel because he married a woman she didn't want him to marry. 
So she goes after his spiritual authority. The Bible says, and the Lord heard it. So Moses was very humble, more than all the men on the face of the earth. I like that, I like that scripture, especially since Moses wrote <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> Inspired by the Holy Spirit, but he did write it. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam, come out to the tabernacle of meeting. And so they came out. The Lord came down in a pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. And he said, hear now my words. Is there a prophet among you? I, I, the Lord, make myself known to in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful in all my house. I speak to him face to face. As God's dressing them down right here. And then... After God finishes speaking to them, verse 10, and when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Now, as you read on, you'll find out that Moses interceded for her, prayed for her, that God would heal her. God did heal her, but she had to stay outside the camp seven days with leprosy before God healed her, seven days to be clean before she could come back in. Now, let's look at the spiritual and the, and the practical application of that leprosy is a contagious disease so is dishonor you get around somebody who's dishonorable and you hang around them enough it's very easy to pick up on that and start saying the same things they say and act in the same way they act it's very easy because it's a contagious disease leprosy affects the nerve endings and the person cannot feel anything. Now, when a person has spiritual leprosy, they cannot feel or sense God. They can sing, preach, listen to preaching, but they cannot feel anything because the same is true with dishonor. Dishonor causes our spiritual senses to become null and void, and we can't sense the presence of God, which means we don't have discernment anymore, and it's very easy for us to get deceived in our lives. They not only lose their ability to feel God, but they also lose their ability to connect with people. She was put out of the camp for seven days. That's isolation. Dishonor causes you to be isolated. Now, there's something that I've learned through the years. Over four decades of ministry, I've had from time to time somebody would come to me in my church, and they'd come up to me and say, Pastor, Pastor Rothers, I just want you to know that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be leaving the church. Most times they just leave. But sometimes they come up and say, I just want you to know I'm going to be leaving the church. Um, I, I, I just don't get anything out of your preaching anymore. I, I just, I, I'm, just, I'm just not being fed. I want to say, well, you're not coming up to the trough is all I know. But <laughs> I'm just not being fed, so I'm, I'm going to go somewhere where I can be fed. Now, that would really depress me as a young pastor. Uh, now I know better. But, but that would really depress me. But then I would have people come up sometimes in the, after the same service and tell me how blessed they were and how much they'd learned. And I've learned more in six months coming to this church than I have my entire life. And, and the Lord's blessed me. And I'm like, how can that be? I'm going to tell you how it can be. The person that came up to me and said, I don't get anything out of your preaching has spiritual leprosy. 
because they have dishonored me. Now, I don't know how they've dishonored me, but they're not walking in honor toward me. They've disrespected, dishonored me in some way, and because of that, it's shut off. The power of God is shut off. The spiritual leprosy dulls their senses and their feelings. They don't get anything. They're not receiving anything because they have the sin of dishonor in their lives. When you dishonor someone, you will feel nothing, receive nothing, and gain nothing from them. That's what the Scripture talks about. If you honor a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. If you don't, you don't. If you ever come, this church, this church is a great church. It really is. It has great preaching. It has a lot of great preachers. If you come in and sit down, now I know you, 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 you may get more from one than the other, and you like their style more than that. I get that. I understand. It's okay. But, but if you come in, there's always a word, a rhema word here. There's always a fresh word at any of the campuses, whatever. And if you sit there and, and Sunday, two or three Sundays go by and you're like, I'm not getting anything. You need to check yourself from the neck up before you have a wreck up now. You, you need to check yourself because it's probably not them. I mean, one, one bad sermon maybe, but two or three in a row, no. It's probably something in your life, and you need to check that and say, have my senses become dull? Have I dishonored somebody in some way? Maybe I'm dishonoring my parents. I'm, I'm dishonoring my kids. I'm dishonoring my wife or my husband, and, and it's still the power of God. It's that spiritual leprosy is coming in. Are you getting anything here tonight? See, and, and, and just if, if, you, if, you, if you're in that situation, check yourself. It, it's a principle that Satan knows all too well and has been used throughout history to destroy entire societies. Honor starts in the home, in the family. Prior to World War II, Adolf Hitler knew the power of honor. One of the first things he did was create what he called Hitler Youth. It started in 1922 with 1,200 members, but by 1936, Hitler, after he outlawed all other youth organizations, including the Lutheran Youth Organization that had 600,000 members, and forced them to join Hitler Youth, the numbers of the young boys involved were over 5 million. They were taught that they were to honor the government above their parents. In fact, they were instructed to inform on their parents if they heard them speak anything negative about Hitler or the Nazi party. Hitler knew that if he could destroy the honor in the home, he could control in the country. God always has it right. Honor starts in the home. Now, let's look at the second thing, that honor brings and dishonor stops, and that's the blessing of God. Everybody say the blessing of God. Are you getting anything tonight? Yes. Okay. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 echoes Exodus 20, verse 12, and Deuteronomy, verse 16. And here's what Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live, live long on the earth. Now, notice in both Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, we read this statement, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord God is giving you. The New Living Translation says, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord God is giving you. Now, there's two promises, two blessings here. Let's look at it. Long life, full life in the land. Okay. You can have a long life and it be miserable. Okay. So, it's a long life, but it's a full life in the land. The land is not heaven. It's the place where you and I live right here. Okay. In heaven, it's, it's going to be taken care of. All right. We're, we're not, we're not going to have to 
worry about anything in heaven. All right. So this is right now. This is a promise right near here on planet Earth. So this is a blessing on your job, a blessing on your business, a blessing on your income, a blessing on your home, a blessing on your stuff. Amen. Anybody got any stuff? Okay. I've driven by a few houses, had a lot of stuff sitting outside the yard, okay? <laughs> Ezekiel 34, 26, we read, I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Anybody remember the old hymn in church we used to sing, There shall be showers of blessing? That's where it came from. That is God's desire for his children, but his children must get into God's plan. See, every city that Jesus went to, except for Jesus' hometown, received the blessings of his life. And that's because they dishonored him. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. So how can we honor parents that are dishonorable? How can we honor politicians that are dishonorable? How can we honor all people? Well, I say it this way. Just start where you are. Focus on the people around you, right? But here's how. We choose to. Everything's a choice. Honor is a heart issue. You can honor someone without agreeing with them because you can honor the position. So, well, my father and mother, they weren't very honorable. They didn't treat me right, and they abandoned me, and, that, and I don't even know who my daddy is. And all. Okay, 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 okay. You don't honor them for what they've done. You honor them for the position they're in. You see? So you treat them right, regardless of how they treated you. Because you're the one that you want to be positioned for power. You want to be positioned for blessing. It's like the forgiveness thing I talked about the other day. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Amen. You forgive them because it benefits you. Amen. Okay. They're not forgiven by God because you forgave them. That's their own situation. They've got to deal with the Lord on themselves there, see. See, but, but you're released when you forgive them. The same is true with the honor. People don't have to be honorable to you for you to honor them. It's a choice. You choose to. And because it's a command, that's why we should choose to. And we choose to because it releases the power of God, the blessing of God in our life. I've been dishonored by a lot of people. I don't know why I'm such a likable guy. <laughs> but I, I've been, as a pastor, dishonored. And I think it's just because, you know, people can't get to God, so they just want to, you know, whoop up on whoever, you know, closest thing they think, you know. But, but I've learned that, that I, don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to live my life based on whether they honor me or not. I can honor who I'm supposed to honor. Amen. See? Their, their choices, I don't have to allow their choices, their, their wrong behavior to affect me. See, I have a choice there. So I choose to honor. You can honor someone without going on vacation with them. Amen. You can honor someone without being the friend. You, you can honor someone and not vote for them. You can honor someone and like their post on Facebook. Or if you don't like their post on Facebook, you can still honor people. Well, how do you do that, Pastor? The same way that we forgive unforgivable people, we honor them by faith. By what we say, everybody say, by what we say. And by what we do. 
That's it, by what we say and by what we do. It's a choice to honor. Now, again, it gets back to, well, what's the motivation? Why should I do this? Number one, because God says so. But what it does for us, the blessing that it brings when we honor other people, the blessing that it brings. I, I, I shared that story about uh, uh, being a mediator, the, the attorney that asked me to mediate between these two ministries. And uh, the, the, the young guy of the group was wrong. He, he was just dead wrong. I, I mean, he was dishonoring the other pastor and doing a lot of things that were really wasn't even legal. And when I tried to talk to him about it, I said, listen, son, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to save you from a lawsuit. I'm trying to save you. If this gets out in your church of what you're doing, it could crash the whole thing. You, you know, and uh, you, 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 need, you need to understand that, that, that I, I care about you. I'm and, and he called me everything but a white preacher pretty much. <laughs> Accused me of being demon-possessed. Yeah. I started laughing on the phone. I said, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, you have a spirit of Ahab on you. <laughs> what? So I just started playing along. I said, get out, Ahab. Get, get, get out, Ahab. Which, you know, made him a little more agitated. I couldn't believe the lack of comprehension on his part that here as an elder pastor, someone who's known him all his life, is trying to help him and save his behind. But he wouldn't hear it at all. Just a total lack of honor. And his life has not been pleasant since then. That's been over a year ago. His life hasn't been pleasant. And it's gone through a lot of... And, and, and quite frankly, if he doesn't repent and get right with God... He's going to crash and burn. His ministry that's been good up to this point will become null and, and ineffective. Why? Because of spiritual leprosy. See, it works for everybody that way. So I don't want to just honor people because um, the Bible tells me I'm honored. Well, that's enough motivation for me, but I want the power of God to move in my life. How about you? I want the blessings of God. I want those spiritual blessings showering down on me. So, so okay, if, if it means I'm going to honor somebody that I don't even like, that I'm not voting for, and not, I, that's all right. I'll, I'll give them the honor that's honors due. But we're not going on vacation together. See, honoring someone doesn't mean that you agree with them. There are, times, there are times to speak the truth in love, to confront a wrong with a right. Jesus did. There were times when he addressed the Pharisees. He called them vipers, snakes, whitewashed walls, hypocrites, and the blind leading the blind. But that'll have to wait till I come back to Alaska again. That's a whole other different message. Uh, maybe I'll do that next time I come, all right? Yeah, yeah, there was a time Jesus was in authority and dealing with the spiritual dynamics, okay? And he was dealing with spiritual leaders from a spiritual vantage point, and, and his capacity of Messiah had the authority to call their hand, okay? But you and I don't, don't have the authority to call our parents' hand. We're just to honor them. I'm going to honor my pastor. 
honor those I work with. I've got a bunch of pastors on staff. We've got close to 50 people on payroll. I'm going to honor them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the oldest one in the room now. Okay, I get it. I'm the oldest one in the room. I'm not the slowest one in the room <laughs> yet, but I'm the oldest one in the room. Okay. I'm going to do a 5K run this way uh, this year to do, to do um, um, uh, to raise money for missions and whatnot. And I'm going to require all the staff to do 5K run. And it's an incentive I'm going to give. Everyone who beats me gets a $100 bonus. There might be two. But I'm going to work out ahead of time before I announce the race. And I'm going to get my time down. And there might be one. I'm not paying a lot of bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to honor them. I honor them. They're younger than me, but I honor them. I treat them with honor. I treat them with respect. Because that's, I think that's just what Christians ought to do, where Jesus said to or not, by the way. I mean, I, I just think it's how we ought to treat each other anyway. I don't agree with everything. I don't have anything about Okay, I don't agree with everything, 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 everything. I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything I do. So, <laughs> it's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> but I can honor. So, it's, it's a choice. You choose to honor. I'm going to tell you, life is so much better. The blessings we've got are so much better. Romans 12, 10, I'm going to wrap it up with this. It says, love each other with a genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. You know, the focus tonight is us, me, you. Ask yourself the question, am I honoring people or dishonoring? And what do, what do I need to do to, ch to change? Do I need to change something in some way? And, and the problem is that many times we get in a habit of something and we don't even realize we're doing it because it becomes a part of our culture. But here, here's, the, here's the way to identify that. Number one, ask the Holy Spirit tonight to identify anything in your life that's dishonoring. Just ask the Holy Spirit to do that, anything that's dishonoring. And if you'll be, if you'll be, if you'll be honest with yourself and you'll be honest with God, he'll, he'll put his finger on it. He will. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And if you're married, ask your husband, ask your wife. Do you think I, do you think maybe, you know, that we, we, we may need to check ourselves a little bit before we wreck ourselves? Do we need to check ourselves? You know, when we're having the, it seems like in every conversation we have, we may, we may bring up something, we're a little dishonoring somebody. Because, you see, if the devil can get that working in your life, he can rob you from the power of God and the blessings of God, and you don't even know it. And you could get spiritual leprosy, and you don't feel anymore. You don't sense the power of God anymore. 
It's not because he isn't there. It's not because the preaching isn't good. It's not because there's not good spiritual food coming out. It's because we've been dull, our senses are dull because of dishonor. And then you lose focus on what you're supposed to do. And now evangelism's not a big deal anymore. And witnessing the people at work is not a big deal because you're concentrating on, on all these people you disagree with and all these things that are going on in the world right now. Do not, do not doubt for one minute that there's not an international conspiracy of Satan to deceive the world. The Antichrist is called the, the man of deception. Okay. And deception is rampant in our world today. And, and, and quite frankly, they're not even trying to hide it in a lot of areas. And people yet are still being deceived. Don't, don't be those people. Don't be that person. Walk with, with the integrity of honor in your life, of honoring people. And I know the undercurrent right now, the big thing is the political dynamic. And we've had a lot of dishonor in politics on both sides. Don't let that creep into you and get into your spirit and cause division within people in the church family over it. So with this one's a crook and that one's a crook. They're all crooks. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't some saved people serving God in politics. I know there are. I, I know, but... There are. As we say in the South, bless their heart. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to be standing next to many of them on Judgment Day, okay? So, so don't, don't let that be your focus. We are a chosen people, a royal generation, a peculiar people called to be set apart, to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. I preached in Eagle River last night, and as we were driving, I was driving out there, I could see, couldn't see them in the daytime, but in the nighttime, there's lights all up the hillside, up that mountain, way up there. I'm thinking, how in the world they get up there on the slick roads? But they're all all of the city set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's what we're called to be. That's our main purpose. And one of the key things that we have to do is keep honor, be people of honor. Honor each other, love each other, respect, honor people for their position. If you don't agree with them, fine. You don't have to send them Christmas cards or Valentines. You don't have to do any of that. You just got to honor their position. I honor it by what I say and by what I do. So I don't put yucky stuff on my Facebook or on my Twitter, and I don't, I don't do all kinds of stuff like that. I honor them. I got bigger fish to fry, and that is winning people to Jesus around the world and propagating the gospel. How about you? That's our goal. That's what we're called to do. Don't let anything creep in. You guys have gone through the building program from hell I know that. I've been through the with you every step of the way. I've spent more time on the phone with your pastor over that building and different things from the get-go of buying that property back. And when he called me on the phone and said, you think we should buy this property back? And he told me what it was for sale for. Uh, I've been up here enough. I know a little bit about what's going on. I said, if you don't buy it, I'm going to. 
And, and, and so here we go, and, and about that property, and now the building, and all of that, and here this windstorm comes through and blows stuff down and tears up and rips, and the building here's ripped out. But you know why that's happening here? Because Alaskan people are tough. I mean, I saw a woman go out today after teaching. I mean, it's like less, you know, 15 degrees outside. Went outside in a T-shirt and come back. A lady. I'm like, dude, she's tough. They called church off at home in my, in my church tonight. They called church off tonight because of a threat of a half inch of snow and ice. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. It started with schools shut down. They shut down school early. It's going to have a half inch of snow and some ice. And they literally called school off early and they closed the service. We got a lot to work on, I'm telling you. My daughter Jennifer's in Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. They closed school last week because it got down below 30 degrees in the 20s, and they called school off because it's cold. That's Alabama. <laughs> the greatest victories come after the greatest battles. And your greatest victories are ahead of you. They're not behind you. They're ahead of you. Your greatest victories are ahead of you, ahead of you. And this year is going to be an explosive, great victory year. The devil knows it. He's huffing and puffing and trying to blow the house down. But he can't because we're going to be a people of honor. Stand to your feet. Let's give God praise right now all over the house. Come on, real quick. Just stand up and give God a shout of praise. Father, we love you tonight. Just lift your voice up and bless the Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, tonight uh, over all these, our prayer family here, our church family here, while still in those that are watching online. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would, you would shine your light on our hearts if there's any area of dishonor. Why don't you pray that? Ask the Holy Spirit right now to show me if, if there's any area of dishonor. Maybe it's between my wife, my husband my children, my parents. Maybe it's, maybe it's co-workers, employees or employer, you're dishonoring your employer. Maybe dishonoring somebody in your church, your church family, or even your pastors. Are you dishonoring those that are in governmental leadership. So, a Pastor, didn't, didn't you hear what the so-and-so politician said this week? No, I didn't. Because I don't watch it. Helps me to honor. Makes it a lot easier for me to honor. Because it's not going to change anyway. The only hope of change is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. So that's where my hope is. Holy Spirit, shine your light on our, our lives. Show us if there's any dishonor at all, especially in our church family. Holy Spirit, help us. Show us. 
we commit to repent and to reverse that. Would you all be willing with me tonight to make an outright declaration of honor? Put your hand over your heart and let's say this out loud. Say, Jesus, I want you to know tonight. I want to be obedient to your word. I want to be a person of honor in my home, in my workplace, in my church family, and in my world. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to examine my heart and my life to reveal to me anything I need to repent of and change. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving me enough to show me what I need. I commit today to be a person of honor. I will honor you, Father, and I want to see the power of God and the blessings of heaven on my life, on my family, on my work, on my stuff, on my church family, on my community, and on my world, because I'm a person of honor. I declare today, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a great shout of praise here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.